Hey, my name is Jess, and I guess I'm just figuring out how podcasting works, as I also figure out how my brain works. I'm a former cancer researcher and brewery logistics manager, artist, relationship ruiner, self-abandoner, inner defeatist, autoimmune nightmare, current psychology student, health roach, and accidental podcaster slash community leader. But um, I am not a professional. I cannot therapize you. I am not a life coach. And anything that isn't explicitly stated research is coming from experiential learning, personal experimentation, and my busy brain box making sense of the senseless. I mean, having a whole support community where I can pull other traumatized motherfuckers is a pretty good resource too. But I need to say, at the end of the day, enter at your own trauma brain risk. This is a feel-good show in the sense that it will reframe the most painful aspects of your life, but that requires feeling the pain to mend the wound. You know what I'm saying? We cover hard topics, difficult talks will happen, so don't overlap them with your darkest days. And um, not to be a total asshole, but I definitely am a total asshole. So don't mistake this half-bitter, half-hopeful old punk for someone who's able to help people who don't want to help themselves. Traumatized motherfuckers and all associated parties, that's me, are not responsible for your trauma recovery. All advice or education is accepted at the listener's personal discretion. Consult your therapist. Your triggers, progress, and emotions are not managed by the show, nor is it meant to be a replacement for any kind of trauma therapy. But I'm really fucking glad you're here. We all are. Because we are not damaged, doomed, or dead yet. But if you're ready to start living a life that you actually want, you might be one of us. You might be a real traumatized motherfucker. My name is Jess, and I definitely am. What's up, motherfuckers? It's Jess here. Uh, Today is the 24th of June, which is one of my amazing karmic days. If you aren't familiar, I love the number 24. It's my favorite number. I see it everywhere that I go. Also the number 42, which started popping up about a year ago. They follow me everywhere. Um, So today I've got some good vibes flowing And I'm going to be as productive as I can and try to work on some new things rather than falling into my working for escapism trap that I often plunge into as soon as I wake up. Instead, I've been trying really hard to slow down and to just be more aware of everything that I'm working on and to find diverse ways to try to reach my audience of traumatized motherfuckers. So here we are podcasting again. I'm loving it. I think that this is a great option for helping people to get the message without having to visit my janky website or stare at a screen more than they already do. None of us need that shit. 
podcasts are my way of life. So here we are. Might as well be doing one myself. Do I feel silly? I do. And I'm doing it anyways. Happy June 24th. So today I wanted to talk about endless trauma loops. Where do they come from and what can we do about them? So do you ever get the nagging sense that somehow we've been here before? These feelings, these thoughts, even these circumstances seem familiar, too familiar, comfortable in chaos, sort of familiar. The fight you're having has been hashed out before, but with a different partner. The job that's torturing you feels like your past employment experiences, but in a unique industry. The financial uncertainty you're approaching is similar to last time, but the causes feel unpredictable. The answers to manage you, your mental health and life stagnancy feel like lightning bolts, but you also feel like you've thought them before. Personally, I seem to live in these endless trauma loops. I forgot what I always knew. So a few hours ago, in the middle of trying to snap pictures for this Instagram effort, and please follow, I hate it so much and I'm doing it anyways, our power went out, like usual. In Atlanta, it's a minor inconvenience that you get used to, but the lack of lighting did effectively halt my photography activity. And it forced my attention to something more interesting than the shitty drawing I was looking for. The endless rises and falls of a mentally ill brain experienced throughout my whole life. A smattering of the times I've struggled, fallen, failed, and stood back up with clear insight on how to make lasting change. Only to do the same damn thing again, and again, and again. So you see, I had just picked up an old journal. I was searching for one little doodle that I just wanted to snap a picture of. And then without power, I forfeited my photograph intentions and just started reading the entries in front of me. I lit a candle and I plopped down on my bed, messy notebook in hand. The result was pretty shocking. In front of me, I saw the same battles and successes I've been living day after day as a grown-ass adult, only written from the same perspective of a young person, a 20 to 23-year-old who I would now assume wouldn't know the first fucking thing about real life, real struggle, or real progress. But here I was penning the most insightful and uplifting messages whenever my stupidly busy schedule allowed. And it shook me. So 10 years ago, I was generally saying the same shit that I still say to this day. Experiencing the same rocky relationships, coming to grips with my past, running myself ragged on anxiety and obligation, and stating with amazing confidence that I'm in control of this motherfucking ship. If I can just keep my head above water long enough to man the wheel. And this discovery just left me speechless. Realizing that my past two or three years of trauma clarity, insight, and ambition 
have really just reflected everything that my younger self already knew. And that pulled the rug right out from under me. Or at least it really shone a revealing light on my current narrative of proudly growing wise through decades of bullshit. Sure, I was always an experienced kid when it came to rough roads. And there's no doubt that that counts for some of my early insight. But it's still remarkable to see that I've had the motherfucking answers to trauma recovery all along. Even before I had my PTSD diagnosis, it appears that I knew what to do to make it better. In general, I told myself, take a broad look at your world, absorb the lessons you've learned, appreciate the shit you're going through, have faith in your story, see the possibilities for good things to happen for once, take care of yourself, your relationships, and your life. Behave in ways that benefit you little by little, day by day. So why the fuck have I continued to live these endless trauma loops for another 10 years? Why have I repeated the same mistakes so many times? Why have I given up on myself after passing through the gates of hell on repeat? Why has everything I've learned felt like epiphany moments? Is my trauma brain destined to reenact history until I finally break the pattern? In 20 years, am I going to be digging out my 2020 journals and saying the same things while wistfully wishing I hadn't wasted so much goddamn time? Maybe not, if I can learn my lessons and score all the ways I repeatedly fuck myself every time around. Let's talk about endless trauma loops. So trauma brain, fucked up core beliefs, and inner critics keep you stuck. It makes perfect sense that this buggy programming in my head produces the same results time and time again. I know most of my decisions and thought patterns are sneaky artifacts from early childhood. They've been with me all along somewhere under the surface of my consciousness. The motherboard is still making the wrong connections. The result is a lifetime of running the same flawed code in similar environments and expecting different outcomes. There's a stimulus, there's a programmed brain response, there's the resulting chaos, there's my mental health downfall, there's the system rebuild. Repeat, repeat, repeat. If you don't change the inner operations, you won't change the outer experiences. Thanks, trauma brain. The inherent response I have to stimuli is obviously a huge problem. It's often completely subconscious who you're attracted to, how you feel about yourself in workplaces, how you experience attachments, etc. These aren't exactly decisions that you're making for yourself so much as pre-recorded pathways in your survival-focused brain. Is there even such a thing as free will? Well, some days I really am ready to debate it. But there are also conscious decisions in my life that cause equal amounts of chaos. Things I sneakily tell myself that often lead to downstream fuckery. Thoughts I could be aware of 
if I were paying attention and had baseline knowledge to identify the blatant lies I tell myself. Yep, I'm talking about fucked up core beliefs and shit inner critics. The biggest dicks of the complex trauma symptoms, in my humble opinion. For instance, I'm just not meant to, or I'm just one of those people who, or I guess life is just always going to be this way, or I wish there was something I could do, or my personal favorite, I'm just waiting for something to happen. And if you've had a life that's been determined by other folks' trauma, you know, your parents, their parents, your siblings, your classmates, you don't have much of a chance at seeing the world accurately. Growing up with a household of sick humans, you pick up where their mental illness left off. And unfortunately, this trauma foundation doesn't usually build you up to believe in yourself or others. The things you see every day, the words you're told every day, the events you can't wrap your tiny brain around, they become long-lasting influences for the way you view existence, the framework through which you interpret life. So when your early life is tumultuous and painful, riddled with traumatized ramblings and dangerous, you probably don't expect great things. You develop fucked up core beliefs about your value, your safety, and your future, and they ultimately shape your decisions, you know, forever. Fucked up core beliefs are no joke. They're concrete, definitive, specific rules about what is possible. Life is this way or that way. That's it. No two questions about it. Adjust your decision-making to match the potential. Fucked up core beliefs are the assumptions and expectations that we rarely question because they feel solid. We likely haven't known any other way besides living with these limitations. So we can't even begin to imagine that they're falsehoods. Think of the Truman Show. Core beliefs are nasty, but inner critics might be nastier. They're just as sneaky. They're unshakably effective defeatists and they sound just like you. In a way, your inner critic is you because it merges so thoroughly with your mentality. Where does this internal naysayer come from? Those subconscious deductions about your self-worth and place in the world at an early age. You formed a picture of yourself in your mind. Over years of validation, the unflattering portrait grows into an animated internal guide of sorts. Their voice could be healthy or hellish, but either way, you're living with a character who's capable of making or breaking you from the inside out. When you develop a nasty inner critic, you befriend a sociopath who whispers sour nothings in your ear about insignificance, shame, and incapability that ultimately determine your ambition and autonomy. The worst part is you get stuck with this asshole for the rest of your life if you aren't careful about how convincing they are. Piecing it all together between inherent trauma programming, fucked up core beliefs, and a rude inner critic, 
it makes sense that early experiences and the conclusions that your brain draws in their aftermath can effectively determine your destiny for the next 80 years or so. So maybe I haven't been running the just show all my life. Maybe human evolution, family trauma, and my earliest experiences have been dragging me through rerun episodes. I just didn't pay enough attention to call bullshit on the old material. Should we call it resilience or selective mental programming that I keep reliving this? Even the most conscientious learner, careful planner, and accurate, accurate autobiographer probably misses the mirrored mishaps that have brought them from point A to point B a dozen times over. Why? Because that shit masquerades as novel experience, and your brain can be an idealist at the worst moments. Similar to the way that women are programmed to forget exactly how terrible childbirth was so that they'll trick themselves into doing it all over again, my brain seems to have selective overriding capabilities. The question is why? Thanks to this unique failure for pattern recognition, apparently, I'll make the same mistakes again, have the same epiphanies again, and eventually start digging myself out of the same stinking hole again. In the manner that you tell yourself, I'm doing pretty well, when you're still acting the same, feeling the same, and quickly headed for the same gutter as always, your brain wants to negate the similarities of past experiences. It desires for you to prosper. It hopes that you're making progress and having new experiences. So it ties a blindfold on you in tangential moments. It focuses on the novel details. It fails to recognize all the pieces that are the same within you, like your oldest motivations and insecurities. So why do I always date the same kind of guy? Why do I sell my soul for jobs that I hate? Why do I repeatedly feel trapped and helpless in perfectly controllable situations? What the fuck, brain? Why are you dooming me to forget my prior journeys through hell? Could you stop hiding all the familiar signs? I have to think that this pattern recognition failure slash selective amnesia is some sort of well-intentioned survival mechanism in my head. Biologically, that's the only thing that makes sense. My brain doesn't want me to be trapped in a Groundhog's Day loop, and there's no evolutionary advantage to being a terrible learner. But your physiology wants you to live and thrive. So there's no reason to burn your hand on the stovetop day after day, except... If you develop a long-lasting fear of the stove, you might starve. Maybe you have to experience similarity dissonance and forget in order to persevere and ultimately learn. Back to my stovetop example. If there is absolutely zero hope that this time cooking an omelet would be different than the last, would you ever keep trying at all? Or would you draw definite conclusions? Using the stove burns my fingers so I don't use the stove. 
If you weren't able to forget painful experiences or blurn the lines between similar circumstances, would you be able to keep showing up and trying at life? Maybe not. Maybe I never would have gotten out of bed again if my brain effectively identified every experience as a reflection of a prior event. So instead, it selectively forgets and I do it all over again. That's how you can convince yourself that this person is totally different than your exes, even though they have the same hobbies, shortcomings, and names. (laughs) This job is somehow going to be a shining new opportunity where you're in the same role as you were shat on before. This relationship is going to be all about love, respect, and stability. Even though you met the dude at an AA meeting, again, this move is going to bring a fresh start and a healthy new lifestyle, even though the financial, environmental, and social outlook is bleak. Thanks, brain. I can see what you're trying to do, but we've all heard that shit about repeating the same experiment and expecting different results. I like to think that with awareness, I'll be ever more adept at pattern recognition in the future and hopefully save myself the vicious cycles, but we'll fucking see. So my next question is, is the universe out to get me or is it just waiting for me to catch the fuck up? I'm going a bit woo here, but it's hard to shake the feeling that the universe serves me up the same challenges on repeat for a reason. The timing of events in my life has always been ultra strange, including having an apparent breakup weekend when I'm destined to end abusive relationships. Mayday, mayday. Anniversaries of being completely fucked at work, landing on the same day as quitting a year later and revelations about toxic friends occurring on historically important milestones in our relationships. I don't know, man, call it coincidence, but all three of these things have happened to me in the last month. Maybe I'm extra woo-centric right now, and I definitely am, but the timing is deeply on my mind. Shit like this at least makes you stop and consider if there is a grander plan. Maybe there is an underlying program that we aren't usually privy to with our narrow views of life, lack of documentation, and general distraction of the day-to-day. It makes you ask, is this pesky universe trying to break me with ironic comedic timing or trying to point out all the flaws in my prior actions? I have to lean towards the second option, Alex. When I read my own journals and see similarly focused entries landing on dates that would later become super significant, well, I'm not sure how to take that as plain old happenstance. It does make me sit back down and wonder if there's something deeper to the process before I skip out the door, running the day on my usual operating system that leads to usual results. If I weren't forced to notice the synchronicities due to notable calendar days, I would definitely continue to miss the pattern. The timing is what holds the mystery. But the reality is, there have been hundreds or thousands of times that the timing hasn't been queued up so perfectly 
or I just didn't notice. As a result, the same old, same old has perpetuated itself through three decades of attempted living. The evidence is right here in my on-again, off-again recordings in my journal. When you sometimes pay attention to what's happening, I guess you sometimes spot the synchronicities. So the million-dollar question is, is all of this coming from within? Patterns that exist only inside of my head? Or is there something to be said about the influence of something larger? The thing I agnostically call the universe. Depends on your belief system. Mine lies somewhere in between the two, where psychology and the woo collide. Have I been programmed with a certain set of software thanks to nature and nurture? You betcha. Have there also been unexplainable coincidences and reverberating circumstances that point to a puppeteer pulling at least a few strings? In my opinion, yes. I have a lot to say about the woo world, but briefly, there are events in my life that have been hard to write off as complete randomness. And I choose to believe in the universe as an abstract force that puts me in certain places at certain times. But why? Well, maybe I missed the point the first time around, or things aren't as straightforward as my fucked up core beliefs and inner critic make them seem. Or maybe they're wrong, and I've been responding based on lies the whole time. If you don't have a woo bone in your body, I understand that perspective too. In that case, let's say your biology is driving your experience. It's better than believing some force is out to get you. All those times I made the same decisions and I fell into the same disservice to myself, I believe I wasn't paying enough attention. I guess it doesn't matter if that ignorance was aimed at myself, my past, or whatever message I'm supposed to be receiving from the universe or my evolved monkey brain. So how to contextualize and forgive your loops. You know, I could be upset with myself after having this accidental epiphany. I could shame myself for being so dense and blind that I've relived similar struggles without an ounce of recognition. I could tear apart my enlightened self for being no more insightful or wise than I clearly was 10 years ago at the age of fucking 20. Or I can use this as evidence of how hard the daily maintenance of complex trauma, anxiety, and depression truly is. Even when you have the right answers and instincts, you'll fall short time and time again if you don't keep up with the mental health management practices every day and do the hard work of integrating your experiences with your larger narrative. Wisdom and insight only work if you're reflective accountable, and willing to show up day after day after day. Those traits are much harder skills to cultivate than the inherent realizations we might journal about at 20. Maybe I had wisdom beyond my years from an early age. Maybe I've been making the same errors for a decade or two. Maybe old news feels like an epiphany moment on repeat. But I clearly wasn't capable of putting my fucked up core beliefs and inner critic in their place back then. As a result, I wasn't capable of playing the long game. I didn't see my circumstances as systemic issues. I wasn't addressing the underlying operational errors. It doesn't help to be upset with my younger self. 
It will only get me off track and further doomed to repeat the same trauma-driven mistakes. So this time around, self-forgiveness might be the lesson for me to learn. Let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> How about this spontaneous circumstantial discovery becoming the catalyst for this next series of posts? Is it weird or is it woo? Loops have been on my mind for a while now, especially in this past month of May 2020 and June 2020, with events from one year ago basically hitting Control-C, Control-V in my life. But finding my old journal and reading through my nearly identical words during random fuck-it-what-else-am-I-going-to-do moments as I vaguely considered where to take this blog for the next month, I don't know. That's pretty significant and pretty weird to me. Am I right? Maybe not. Maybe I'm just looking extra hard for patterns and meaning. Maybe I want the universe to send me secret messages and force me to learn important lessons. Side note, I do. At least it's on my mind now so I can be more conscious of what I'm doing. Hopefully, I won't be saying the same thing in another decade. That's it, fuckers. That's my newest series, my newest post that's about to be released on Endless Trauma Loops. And after this, I'm going to be diving into exactly what those trauma loops are. Uh, spoiler alert, I was just talking about relationships in the last couple of podcasts, and that's definitely one of them. There are a lot more, though. Don't worry. I'm pretty good at making the same mistakes over and over again, it turns out. It's okay. I forgive my trauma brain. I know that it's just doing its best. And at least right now, I've got enough of a grip on controlling my mental health to see all of these things. And enough of a grip around the throat of my disgusting inner critic to tell her to shut the fuck up. Because I've made mistakes before. And what I'm doing now might be making new mistakes. But I won't know until I try. And at least I'm trying to do something different. All right, guys, you can find me at t-mfrs.com. It's Traumatized Motherfuckers. I have a membership site, and there's also a Discord community that we're trying to get off the ground right now. I think it's a really great way for everyone to have honest communication with each other and get daily support when they're having a hard time. So I encourage you to come on over and join. And if you want to talk to me some more, for some reason, if I'm saying something that's helping you or you just want to make fun of me for being an idiot for the past 10 to 20 years, I respect that too. Come find me at t-mfrs.com. It's in the links, in the bio, in the description for the episode. Come hang out and I'll talk to you guys soon. Later, motherfuckers. You think it's shoving moments We can't do anything The fucking joke is We're winning when you blink It's shoving moments Lousy with victory